With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. Today I'm here with uh, Greg Johnson, and uh, thanks for joining us today. John- Greg is the uh, founder and president of uh, Johnson Resource Group. That's correct. Thanks for joining us, and uh, glad to be here. Before we get started, I just want to tell everyone about a few things that are coming up. Uh, the first thing that I'll mention is the Sandler Client Summit. That's February 14th and 15th in Orlando, Florida. And yes, we will have a show on the 14th and 15th. That's a Thursday and Friday. Those will be pre-recorded shows. Uh, if you join us at the Sandler Conference, and several of our clients from Cincinnati have already uh, signed up, uh, you'll, you'll get to hear a phenomenal conference with a theme of no guts, no gain. How do we get tougher for 2013? And the keynote speaker is going to be from LinkedIn. We're going to have their head of global sales for LinkedIn, and he's go- his name is Brian Frank, and Brian is going to share with us how LinkedIn utilizes their own platform to expand their brand and marketplace presence. Uh, here in Cincinnati, at the end of January, we're going to have a one-day cold call camp. Uh, that's where I'm going to teach salespeople how to stop wasting their time making cold calls that don't work. We're going to turn it into a productive activity. Uh, We'll teach how to get by gatekeepers. We'll teach people uh, three different highly effective scripts for your prospects, and then at least five different ways to break other people's voicemails so they have to return your call uh, at least 70% of the time. The balance of the day, probably about two hours, will be used to actually make cold calls. So everyone's supposed to bring about 10 prospects they've never spoken to before, and we're going to get through to them. We're going to record the calls and then debrief what happened so that everyone can get better. We do that in small groups. Okay, that's available. Uh, you, If you're a Sandler President's Club member, then you, uh, you need to call Common and make a reservation. If you're not a President's Club member, uh, tell Carmen when you call 
800-753-9400, extension 106. That you heard about the cold call camp on the radio show, and she'll give you a 20% discount. Uh, now, let's see. Other special announcements. It's uh, coming up next. Tomorrow's show, we're going to have Al Conscious from Conscious Enterprises. He's a commercial building owner here in Cincinnati and a uh, highly active uh, fellow on nonprofit boards. Uh, we're going to have Christina Flanagan, uh, an attorney who's got her own firm. She's going to be on next week. And uh, on the 18th of January, we're going to have Andy Boyd, who's the president of IPS or Integrated Protection Services. Andy's company sells fire alarm testing, fire alarm systems, security systems, camera systems. On the 24th, we'll have Arnie Stoller, who started a company called Cobop. I hope I didn't butcher that name too much. Uh, his company started as a wholesaler of supplies for pharmacies, which was a business his dad was in. And he didn't like that, so he started wholesaling supplies for the pharmacy industry. And since he was using direct mail as his method of solicitation for business, uh, he started another division of his company where he does mailings for people. So it's a, an interesting company. And we have some other interesting uh, people coming up. Uh, Joe Callahan from Callahan & Associates is a financial planner. He'll be talking about uh, how we should be managing our money in these strange economic times. Okay, and uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Greg Johnson. Before founding Johnson Resource Group in February of 2001, so you've had the company now 11 years. Yes, sir. Okay. Greg, Greg spent 15 years establishing and growing the Cincinnati marketplace for two national search firms. Uh, during the first 10 years of his career, Greg, who was a CPA, held management positions ranging from auditing to controllership. Greg has a BS in accounting from Austin PK State University. Austin P. Uh, Austin, Texas? No, actually in Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. But that's a commonly asked question, by the way. Hey. Uh, he's got a Xavier master's degree. Uh, he's involved in the community and serves as a city councilman. Uh, currently a city councilman? In the past. In the past, that's good. Uh, we don't talk about politics. <laughs> that's uh, really good. <laughs> uh, he's, he was the president of uh, Park Hill Civic Association, president of the uh, Board of Covington Community Center, uh, the Development Committee for the St. Charles Care Center, and is very active in his churches and coaching activities of youth sports. Uh, Greg's area is a specialization for his company, which is a recruiting company, uh, include middle management and senior management level searches in the accounting world, financial world, information services, HR, and sales and marketing professionals. It's funny, Greg, uh, a lot of HR companies uh, uh, go the other way and won't recruit for sales and marketing professionals. We like it. It's a, it's a fun discipline. <laughs> it's funny. Just one of my uh, sample training clients 
uh, looks the other way at those sales <laughs> positions. Uh, Greg and his wife Leslie reside in Park Hills, Kentucky, where they've raised three, three daughters. Okay, so you're, you're a civically involved guy, Greg. I am. Try to try to do that give back thing. Try to do the give back thing. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you started your company? Be glad to. Um, as as you mentioned briefly in uh, in your summary there, that uh, my first life, I, I I divide my career into two lives. In my first life, I am a, I'm a mild mannered accountant. I'm a CPA. Spent uh, over ten years in a variety of different positions uh, in the uh, in the accounting world. Uh, that was my first life, uh, and all of my uh, all of my career, except for the first three years, been spent right here in, in Greater Cincinnati area. My second life began. Don't do all this math out there and you know, determine where this gray hair or lack thereof came from. But um, my second life began 27 years ago when I actually founded the local arm of a uh, national professional recruiting firm. The name of the firm was called Source Services. The name of the division I started here at Cincinnati was called Source Finance. Um, I was with Source for 13 and a half short years. I grew in various levels of responsibility, including I was pretty quickly named the managing director of the of the Cincinnati market. And with that, I uh, continued to develop the Source Finance branch, which at the time placed only accounting and financial professionals. Uh, I did assume oversight of the one existing branch we had. It's called Source EDP. They placed uh, IT professionals. Um, and then actually started up four separate divisions serving four other, other disciplines during my illustrious tenure at, uh, at Source. Uh, Source uh, did very well. Our branch uh, grew very nicely. The company grew very nicely. Uh, in the late 90s, the company went public. And in the later 90s, we were acquired by a company by the name of K-Force, which is still around. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, for them. Very K-Force. Okay. Uh, I stayed with K-Force about a year after the acquisition. Um, I started thinking seriously at that time about starting my own firm. I didn't quite yet. I actually uh, I had a, a two stints with two other executive recruiting firms. Um, successful both, but suffice to say, the entrepreneurial urge finally uh, hit, and in uh, February 2001 is when I started the Johnson Resource Group. Uh, my initial game plan was to go to loan for the first year, see what it's like to run your own business. Sure. Sure. And, and get going, uh, but I always put a key uh, key section in any business plan I've ever written, and that is to be opportunistic in a positive way. And uh, opportunity came knocking much sooner than that. Before my current partner, his name is Bill Haggerty. Bill just happened to be the first person who had joined me 26 years ago at Source Finance, and together we built that practice. And, uh, we reunited in uh, July of 2000 and uh, uh, 2001. And from that point on, I decided to build a practice based on a couple of basic principles. One of those is we're real big believers in the it takes one to know one philosophy, which means that uh, there's seven of us there now mm -hmm. uh, working in the disciplines you just described. So you have seven uh, actual associates yeah. in, the, yeah. in the company now? And, recruiters? And we're, we're recruiters. Actually, we, uh, uh, we are full desk recruiters is the terminology that we use in, in a business meeting that we uh, work on the uh, candidate development side as well as the client development side. So mm -hmm. we, we work both sides of the, uh, of the desk, if you will. And uh, there's seven of us there now, but the, the key ingredient uh, to some of our success is the fact that all of us have been in in the in the real world, as I call it, the corporate world, in some form or fashion, uh, before even thinking about getting into recruiting. I, I just uh, 
which probably for you that I had over 10 years in the in the real world, uh, all of us have an exceptional amount of time in the in the business world, and that's where they it, it takes one of no one philosophy comes into play. Uh, candidates can feel comfortable that they can come talk to us, and it's not going to take them an inordinate amount of time to educate us about what it is they've done thus far in their career. Uh, we can. Uh, and likewise, it's a it's a very nice uh, advantage and gives us some instant credibility with the clients that we represent as well. Okay, so all all of your seven people have experience in the uh, industry or trades that they're recruiting for. Exactly, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the other key factor about our firm is uh, is our tenure in recruiting. Among the seven of us that are there, we have. Collectively, we have well over 100 years of experience in, in just recruiting, not including our earlier years in, in our respective disciplines. And again, what that means is we build a huge network of relationships, uh, and again, both individually and collectively, and hopefully what that translates into is we can help put candidates at the right place at the right time in a, in a quicker fashion. Than that's so that means inside of your own company, you have almost zero turnover. We we really we have very very little turnover. As a matter of fact, yeah, we haven't had any turnover. Uh, we lost uh, one lady to one of our clients, to one of our, one of our very good clients, during the, uh, the heat of the recession. That she we wanted to go back to her old industry. She she wanted something a little bit more uh, uh, stable and uh, steady, and, uh, and and yes, she did go back into uh, uh, back into the back into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, we've uh, had a very steady. Uh, everyone has stayed with us throughout the uh, throughout the uh, Great Recession of uh, whenever it started in 2008. I guess is when we consider it to be starting. Are you planning to add any employees? We we do. We uh, uh, we were we would like to do that. We recently added. We added one person in 2012, and uh, we're looking to, uh, to add more more individuals. Okay, that's good. So anybody out there that's uh, has some recruiting background as well as background in the uh, in the corporate world uh, would love to talk to you. By the way, good. a little little ad <laughs> for myself, a little advertising for myself there. We're going to be uh, right back. We're going to have a, a short commercial break. Uh, Greg has agreed to answer questions from the audience. So if you have a question, our call in number is always the same: six four six five nine five four nine. One six, and we'll be back after uh, these short messages. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 or check our website at rothconsulting.net.
When you hear about a typical sales training program, does it usually involve a one- or two-day seminar where some alleged guru passes down what he claims are the secrets to making sales? At Roth & Associates, I'm the most experienced sandless sales trainer in Cincinnati. We recognize that truisms and motivating speeches aren't enough to arm sales teams with the tools they need for success. Sales is a hard business. Typical sales training can only provide typical and disappointing results. At Roth & Associates, we use the Sandler methodology of continual reinforcement and ongoing training seminars along with individual coaching to ensure victory in the world of sales. We've been doing it here in Cincinnati for over 15 years. You won't fail because I won't let you. Roth & Associates, 513-646-6523. 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. Finding power in reinforcement. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Greg Johnson. Uh, Greg, why don't you uh, give our listeners the telephone number and email address if they want to contact you and ask questions after the show. That'd be great. Again, the name of our firm is Johnson Resource Group, and we are located at 1881 Dixie Highway, Suite 140, that's in Fort Wright, Kentucky, and the zip is 41011. Uh, most importantly, uh, my email address is greg, it's just G-R-E-G, at johnsonresources.com. Johnsonresources is all one word. Make sure the S is on the end. My direct line at the office is 859-578-6960. And if you can't reach me there, I have it programmed to get me on my on my cell phone. So I'm pretty available. A lot of people do that. Uh, Greg, uh, why don't you uh, tell us how you go to market as a uh, recruiting agency? A variety of ways, uh, quite frankly. Um, we're certainly very active in uh, in social media. Uh, we. In fact, we just had a, uh, a meeting uh, yesterday about uh, uh, continuing to enhance our, our brand of our of our particular firm and and first to determine what that is and then to to continue to enhance it. So that would be a strong internet play. Uh, which internet social media sites do you guys use the most as recruiters? Probably LinkedIn would be the uh, uh, the, the social media. Medium of choice, I would say. Yep. It is, it's a very good, uh, very good tool for us. And, but um, one thing we don't forget is just the old-fashioned way of actually uh, uh, doing, doing recruiting, cold calls, and, uh, uh, and and warm calls. And so we we can't be afraid to go out there and try to contact people and, and gain referrals. We've been in the business so. So long, Mike. Uh, most of us have been in the industry so long that we've developed, as I mentioned earlier, a huge network of, uh, of uh, a referral base and, and contacts that uh, we can often reach out uh, to that uh, that database and uh, be able to identify uh, several people that are potential matches if our searches were conducted. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't sound like you use something like Monster.com. We. We don't. Uh, we um, we did a while back, and we were finding that the, uh, uh, the candidates on Monster.com and 
were not necessarily the candidates that uh, uh, our clients, when I say clients, I'm referring to the companies that we represent mm -hmm. uh, who have, who've engaged us. Uh, so is they, most of your business a retained search, or are you doing contingency searches? We're about 50-50. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do both, and it depends on the companies. There are certain companies that don't like the R word, uh, the, uh, the retained, mm -hmm. retained search, and that's okay. Uh, but uh, a lot of our business is what we refer to as exclusive searches. So we may, we may get a retainer, we may not, but uh, we certainly uh, we cherish the, uh, the exclusive relationships that we have with a lot of our clients and, and get us from years and years of, uh, of building these relationships. Mm -hmm. So uh, Sandler actually does recommend uh, LinkedIn as a sales prospecting tool. In fact, we have a whole methodology that we've developed for that that we teach in our prospecting classes. Do you uh, use the paid versions of uh, LinkedIn? We we have among the seven of us who are there. We have we have different levels. Uh, some of us use the paid version. Some of us uh, can get along very nicely with the uh, with the free version of LinkedIn. Quite frankly, so it's uh, it just depends on what level uh, that that you feel is appropriate for your your particular business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've used it here to some degree of success too. Uh, are there any other uh, online social uh, sites that you guys find particularly effective that people should have themselves listed on? I, um, yeah, we use Facebook somewhat. Okay, it's it's more of a uh, uh, again a more social than business. Uh, uh, well, but, it, but it could be a real great screening tool. Uh, it, it really can. Uh, we have we're, we're also part of a, a nationwide network of firms. I should mention that the uh, the network is called Top Echelon Network, and it's a uh, uh, it's an affiliation of several firms similar to ours all across the country that are made up of usually uh, the smaller uh, uh, privately home home firms that uh, uh, are doing the same type of same type of things, the same type of searches that we're doing, and it uh, enables us to get have a footprint in essentially every major market across the country. Mm -hmm. uh, how much business, what percentage of your business comes into this echelon thing? It's, uh, Mike, it's, it's ever increasing. It's, uh, we've been, uh, uh, we've been getting more and more involved in that. Uh, roughly, I'm going to say maybe 20, 20, 30% of our business is, uh, is network business as I would uh, refer to it. That's not bad, 20%. No, no, it's, it's, it, it really is. Is Echelon something that's exclusive to, to your firm, Johnson? Um, it, no, as a matter of fact, there are, other, uh, there are a lot of other firms in the area that are actually part of Top Echelon. And okay. We refer to it as TE. Um, but it's a, it's a nice means of <coughs> sharing job orders. And when the, uh, yeah, I may have a relationship with a, uh, a company in a uh, uh, that's looking uh, as an example. I had a uh, a company that's based here. I have a relationship with the uh, with the client here. Mm -hmm. They were looking for someone in uh, in the New Orleans area, and I promptly got on the horn and identified uh, my top echelon affiliate there, and uh, and they promptly came up with uh, several candidates that uh, that matched, and we made a placement. So. Uh, it's it simplifies the process. Yes, we share we share fees in that situation, but uh, it's the old as the old saying goes, and you're in the you're in the sales business, so uh, fifty percent of uh, of something is much better than one hundred percent of zero. Right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a very good uh, it's a good opportunity for 
for us to uh, continue the relationships as well and uh, to honor relationships. And Why do you think people do business with you? Well, I think there's several reasons why they do business. Uh, besides my overwhelming charm and charisma, is that what you're uh, referring to? Or you right, and free, free autograph pictures of yeah. Tom Cruise that you give out. <laughs> no. Uh, several reasons. Uh, I think I think the main one is is because of our experiences. I highlighted in in the early part of our conversation, um, and those those two key features of our firm is that they they come to us because they know, uh, first of all, that we have connections, that we we have relationships, um, and they they know that we've had that because of our tenure in the industry. So I, I think people feel comfortable with us. I'm told time and time again that they like the fact that we've had experience in their particular discipline uh, before even getting into recruiting, uh, as opposed to going in and uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I mean, there's some sometimes there are people in uh, other staffing firms that are right out of college and they really can't gain a grasp of exactly what that person is looking for or what they have done in their career. And they find it very refreshing to uh, to come to us, somebody they can talk to uh, with extreme knowledge of the uh, uh, exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the unique hawking advantage that you bring uh, as a firm to the marketplace? Once again, I, I at the risk of being uh, repetitive, uh, I don't know that there are uh, uh, many other firms out there that can. Uh, I don't know of another firm that can uh, uh, attest to uh, the amount of experience that we have both uh, before uh, even getting the recruiting and an actual or actual recruiting experience. Um, we have very tenured people, and that's a uh, very strategic advantage. And again, um, our, another one of our strategic advantages is is what I mentioned to alluded to at least this, uh, earlier. And that's our uh, relationship building. We are very, very, very intent on, on building relationships uh, with the with our client companies, and we have a lot of uh, repeat business. We have a lot of clients coming back to us, and money um, to use utilize our services, as well as uh, when we when we place uh, a person in a company, then again they become they they. Change over from being a candidate to becoming a, uh, a client of ours in the future. So there's that that, that long-term relationship building. Um, and, and on top of that, we do some. Uh, we're not just headhunters. We're uh, uh, career placement uh, uh, specialists as well, career consultants. Greg, we're going to take a uh, another commercial break, and we're going to be listening to a, a San Rule. Uh, we're going to be listening to San Rule number twenty-four. Uh, Again, if you want to call in and ask Greg a question, the number is 646-595-4916. Sailor Rule number Jody Williamson with Sandler Training. I'm here today to talk about rule number 24. Product knowledge used at the wrong time can be intimidating. You know, have you ever overwhelmed a prospect in a sales call with too much product knowledge? If you don't think you have, you actually probably have and not realized it. Because one of the things we hear from prospects all the time is salespeople tend to come in and talk in buzzwords, 
industry jargon, uh, acronyms, and in the process they make prospects feel uncomfortable because the salesperson's assuming that the prospect knows what they're talking about. And sometimes they do, but many times they don't. And when that happens on a call, a prospect could do one of two things. One thing is they could say, well, time out. I'm not sure what you're saying. Can you, can you clarify yourself? But many prospects won't do that because that implies that they're, they're not intelligent, that they're dummies. And so instead of that, they tend to default to option number two, which is they don't say anything. But what they want to do is get out of that situation because no one likes to feel uncomfortable. So getting out of the situation can look like they have a meeting to go to all of a sudden or you try to get back in and they don't take your phone calls and they give you the runaround. So we have to be really careful of, of using product knowledge that way on a sales call. And, and part of what we have to look at, we have to, we have to say, like, where does this come from? And one of the things that we see is that, you know, in our schooling, we learn something new and we get tested and we feed it back and we get strokes and recognition, we get good grades by learning something and regurgitating it back. And so what happens in sales is people learn something and, and as they're talking about their, their information and technical knowledge, they are getting some feedback and some strokes uh, and they're feeling better about themselves. And when people talk about what they're comfortable with, they do feel good about themselves. But here's the Sandler rule also, is that sales is no place to get your emotional needs met. It's a place to go to the bank. And if I'm using my product knowledge to feel better about myself, that's the wrong reason to use product knowledge. Product knowledge has a value for, to give you confidence, so you can ask better questions, so you can qualify prospects better. But other than that, you have to be really careful how you use it. So I want you to think critically about your, your, your client interactions and ask yourself how much product knowledge and industry jargon are you using. And I would challenge you also to, to try to retool your sales calls in a way where you focus on asking really good questions and not focusing on, on giving all your product knowledge. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Greg Johnson. Uh, Greg, what are the opportunities that you see or hear about in the marketplace today, 2013? That's a wide open question there. That's uh, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I've always been guardedly, uh, guardedly optimistic about the uh, possibilities in 2013. We are starting to see uh, companies open up. Uh, a little bit. They're, they're when, more when you say open up, they say their companies are giving you jobs to fill. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're starting. We're starting to receive uh, additional job orders. I think there was a little bit of trepidation about the the fiscal cliff thing. I'm I'm not sure whether there still is, but um, uh, so they're they're a little bit slow. But I I am I am feeling very optimistic. I guess I should couch that and say. Guardedly optimistic about the about the prospects, and what I like about it, Mike, is that it's across the board. And, and some pe a lot of people ask me, well, is it one particular sector of uh, any particular industry that's uh, becoming a little bit more active, or any particular discipline is becoming more active? And I'm really seeing uh, pretty much across the board uh, in industry as well as um, as well as in disciplines, whether it's accounting, finance, or sales and marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So you're seeing that across the board, people are are saying, hey, I, I need to fill a job in marketing or engineering. Yes, and you and I have been in the business long enough to to have seen these cycles, and we all know how it goes. I mean, uh, people in good times, they'll, they'll hire, 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 and then in, uh, in the bad times, 
when the economy is down. Of course, I don't think we've ever seen anything in our lifetime like we saw in the last four years or so. But um, I disagree with you. I mean, I was <laughs> when, when I was in California when I started. Uh, I, I owned the Internet Connect company, the computer company. And when Reagan stopped Star Wars in, in 1988, uh, the rest of the country had a little recession. It was a major depression in LA. In California, yeah. yeah. When you're laying off at 5,000 people a week at Hughes, North American, Rockwell, Grumman. Yes, and they're uh, all based out there. And they're all based out there. Um, literally, you could fire a gun down the center of El Segundo Boulevard at 5 p.m., and you wouldn't hit any anybody or cars. Wow. All you'd hit was asphalt. Uh, a year earlier, uh, it would take 45 minutes to go the five blocks to the 405 freeway. Right. Uh, that that was a, that was a real. Uh, I'm going to call it a depression. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that d- during that period of time when I was using Sandler, I watched uh, a large number of my competitors simply uh, fold up the tent. And, and we have seen that as well. Uh, in, in most are there fewer industry. recruiters out yes, there? Yes, there are. There are fewer recruiters. And uh, as the old saying goes, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And we, we believe we're, we're emerging as a as a much stronger firm uh, with, uh, with continued seasoning on, on, on our staff. But uh, what, what do you think the opportunities and the possibilities are in the marketplace? Uh, again, I think... Um, uh, I think there's opportunities uh, across the board. I think if you, um, a lot of people ask me whether uh, manufacturing is coming back, and and that is a, uh, uh, and the answer is is yes, it definitely is. Uh, I think that's especially good to hear in the in the Midwest. We have seen uh, we've seen an increase in uh, our manufacturing firm job orders again. but again, it's, it's it's pretty much uh, all across the board. Uh, I mean, you can go to various websites and see what uh, what different entities are saying is the are, are the most uh, uh, prominent uh, opportunities. But is your firm active in the IT industry? We are. Yeah, we are, and that that is uh, becoming much more and more active. That was probably probably the quickest and the hottest to come coming out of if we are coming out of recession. Uh, uh, that that's become pretty hot, but again, certain uh, IT is, is 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 hot, but there are certain uh, uh, ERP systems and certain uh, uh, languages like ASP.NET is uh, is an important one, and I'm not going to I don't go into all those, but there's certain uh, skill sets that are are very hot, and uh, some people uh, can do very well. Yeah, our clients have told us that. It's difficult to find good developers here in town. It is. It, it is. Uh, but I think there are uh, opportunities again in a lot of different, uh, a lot of different disciplines, a lot of different avenues, and a lot of different industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you actually do business on the internet, or everything is handled verbally after you find the prospect on the internet? Yes, yeah, there's, yes. One of the things we promised the, the clients that we represent, again, the companies we represent, is that we will have a very uh, lengthy uh, conversation that we will conduct it uh, 
if, if at all possible, I always try to conduct an in-person interview with the, with a candidate before even presenting them to a to a candidate. Several of our uh, of our associates will uh, uh, they may work in different industries where most of their candidates and even most of their clients are outside the area, so they do everything by uh, uh, by the phone. But uh, there is always a phone conversation and a, uh, uh, and a clarification of their background. Their do you do Skype? Yes, we do. Yeah, we had uh, not, uh, uh, fairly recently. We had a, a client that was based in Germany, and uh, we we they had a Skype interview with a candidate uh, uh, where the uh, powers of be were over in Germany, and, and the candidate was sitting in our office and uh, had a had a very good. Uh, Unfortunately, the person didn't get the job, but uh, mm. it, it, Skype worked well. <laughs> Skype worked well. Skype worked well, but the uh, uh, the candidate wasn't the uh, wasn't the right person. But mm. in regards, yeah, we do that. We try to we try to take advantage of all the technology we can, and to bring our candidates to the marketplace in the uh, in the most efficient and, and uh, best way we can, and and likewise uh, connect our client companies with this. Are there any particular Skype hints that you might want to give to candidates or companies? Um, check your background. <laughs> the, uh, check your background. Yeah, uh, you want to, uh, and, and I'm sure you tell everyone this as well. But you want to make sure that uh, you know, they can see you and, uh, and and to have everything closed off, be in a uh, uh, be in a closed off uh, office, and have the blinds closed, and, and be free of any any distractions at all that you can. That you can even possibly think of. Have your phone turned off. Have uh, uh, have uh, your cell phone as well as your landline phones. Have them all have them all turned off for silence. So to be free of any uh, any distractions is the main thing I would say with Skype. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I didn't think about the backgrounds. That's a good idea. The, the, we just upgraded our our internet uh, here in the Cincinnati Bell uh, by optics. Uh -huh. Yes, to get yes. The, to get the larger bandwidth, and what, what, what we noticed, and we haven't quite fixed in the training room is is lighting. Uh, yes, that's I, I think it's key. Of course, sometimes it can work to your advantage if uh, <laughs> if you don't want to see. Uh, well, we no, put high end cameras in, high def cameras in, I, uh, and, and that's one of the things I I, I think it, I would recommend. Uh, the people who are going to be doing Skyping, don't use the uh, two-year-old camera in your laptop, whether you bought at Staples or Office Max. Go out and, bu and buy a high-quality, high-definition camera because people are expecting to see that. And we always, we always say the the disadvantage of a phone interview is that the uh, that are that the interviewer does not get a they don't have the advantage of seeing your your body language and your facial expression. So that's the advantage of, of Skype is uh, even though you're far away and it's essentially a phone interview, they do get to see, get to have the benefit of, of that. So again, advice to anybody interviewing over Skype is to uh, um, to be aware that uh, they will see your body language and et cetera. Have a good shave that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my, one of my recommendations. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, recently, we had a, a, a fellow who applied for a job, got an interview with the hiring authority, and I am convinced that he he lost that opportunity because he didn't didn't shave that day. 
I believe, oh, you wouldn't believe the reasons uh, for uh, uh, people not getting asked back for second interviews or not getting a job is uh, uh, there. We, we have plenty of humorous stories on that. Oh, I'm sure there are. Uh, maybe you can uh, take a couple of minutes. We have a theory of operation here that simple solutions to complex problems are rarely correct. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you have to have a equally complex solution. Perhaps you could share with uh, our listeners a complex problem that, that you solved over there at Johnson Resources, and they may be able to apply that type of solution in their business. I'll be glad to, and I'm going to risk sounding cliche-ish, but um, we approach every one of our searches not just as a uh, as a search or a, a headhunting opportunity or, or trying to just make a placement. Certainly, we don't want to put a round peg into a square hole. But we approach it, uh, on the other hand, as as a business problem. Uh, if if a client company is coming to us, they have some type of a, uh, a and probably a complex business issue that they need addressed. Mm-hmm. They need to address it by getting the right person in there. So, again, at the risk of sounding like a cliche, we're dealing with complex business issues every every day in our business. So, if somebody's having a quality issue. Um, in their in their plant, they're probably going to need a very solid quality engineer. And who are they going to turn to to find that person? Uh, they're going to turn to hopefully they're going to turn to the Johnson Resource Group. Uh, if they uh, are having trouble uh, uh, with their financials, and uh, if they're having trouble uh, closing, uh, or um, if uh, we see a lot of companies that. Uh, uh, don't have a, uh, a chief financial officer. They, they when they move into that from a small or medium-sized business into a little bit larger business, they have to make that decision whether they're going to uh, get a uh, get a CFO into into that role or, or any any executive management team member. But those are those are complex business issues that we can help them with. And I started to, uh, started to talk about this earlier in our conversation. We we like to take that. Uh, uh, Solution selling approach. We we like to partner with our uh, with our companies, so we make it a point to meet with our clients, the hiring management of our, our companies, as well as the human resource executives within the company, and uh, know exactly what they're looking for, what their issues are, what what how we can help them solve those issues, uh, and we make a point to do that before we even get started on the search. We feel like that's a key ingredient to dip everything in the front end, as opposed to waiting to the back end. So at, at Johnson, you go out to see your prospects, the hiring companies, whether yes. reasonably here in town? Yes, exactly, yes. Okay, so. And, and if they're not here in town, we, we make sure we have a very lengthy conversation with them uh, over the phone. So Good. Uh, again, uh, Greg has agreed to answer questions. If you have any questions, uh, we'll be able to take them uh, during the commercial break. The number will be 646-595. Four nine, one six. Let me ask you one more question before we uh, go to commercial, uh, Greg. Sure. In looking at the internet, for your, from the perspective of a prospective employer who has never done business with you guys, what have you done to make it easier for 
then to find you, the prospective employers? Again, that's a that's a very timely question because we were we were just talking about uh, a few of us just went to a uh, uh, just went to a, uh, a seminar on search engine optimization, and we're uh, we we know we're out there, uh, but I don't know the extent. To, we don't know that we're out there to the extent we should be. Right? Let me rephrase that. We. We know that we're not out there to the extent uh, that we uh, that we should be. So did you did, did you write your own internal uh, your website yourselves internally? No, we we had an outside person do the uh, website for us, but mm -hmm. uh, we recently just uh, updated that uh, just to make sure we had everybody's uh, uh, how how you can connect with the the individuals on there. But we're talking about a lot of a lot of different things, and we're. Besides just uh, do you use an, app, an outside search engine optimization firm? Uh, not yet, but we uh, we may. We, we've had one uh, already on the show, uh, and uh, we have another one coming up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, this uh, probably will be out on February. I don't want to drop any names. Yeah, that's okay. That, I, I may may even know some of those, but that's but. That's something Ken we, Saunders over at Search Engine Experts was on the show. We do have a, an hour show. You might want to listen to it. I I, I should and I will. You it, know, it sounds it sounds good. It, it, it's a funny uh, it's a funny business, search engine optimization. Um, on one side of the coin, there are some really good things to do, and on the other side of the coin, I think there are some people who are uh, charlatans running what what amounts to a. Uh, an unacceptable business practice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other show I tell you to go back and listen to, Greg, if you're thinking of hiring someone, is uh, is listen to Phil Wiseman's show. Uh, he, uh, as a CEO of a company, is extremely astute at search engine optimization. Okay. And he's, he, he talked a little bit about a methodology. Uh, we're going to take a, a short commercial break here, and then we'll be... Back with Greg Johnson. If you have any questions, the number again was 646-595-4916. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523 to stop this from happening to you again. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way 
Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Greg Johnson of uh, Johnson Resource Group. Uh, Greg, I like to ask our business leaders, and you've had your company for over 11 years, and you've been in the industry for a lot more years leading offices for other companies. Uh, Perhaps you could give our listeners a leadership tip. Be glad to. I have plenty of them, but I I know this is only an hour. uh... (laughs) Well, we have a couple of minutes. We'll we'll, we'll let you get away with two. (laughs) No, interestingly enough, I I just uh, uh, read something today, which I thought was, uh, actually it was uh, uh, someone talking about New Year's resolutions, but New Year's resolutions for your business. And I think this is actually something that I've, uh, I have felt very strongly about. Uh, one of the resolutions they suggested was to focus on the who instead of the what in your business. They go on to say that uh, uh, successful companies run the risk of focusing too much on their current products and distributors, which is the what, and in turn they lose sight of the constant and dramatically changing needs of their customer base, the who. And I it's very important in our business. Uh, we're in the sales industry. Uh, you're in the sales business. And I, I, I think a lot of successful companies really do uh, run the risk of, uh, uh, of losing sight of that. And, and just staying focused on, on who your end customer is, what the end result's going to be, as opposed to worrying about. I, just as an example, I mean, there are several companies that get so big, they come out with a nice product, and then they just, then they're going to tell us what. Uh, they're, they're bent on telling us what the uh, best thing is for us as opposed to really uh, going to the consumer base and trying to figure out what, what, what the consumer really say to us. So it's a, it's, uh, I think it's a nice resolution. I think it was uh, it's something that, uh, and knowing that I was going to be on your show, I, I thought that was something that's a, that's a, that's a great leadership and, and tip, and I think I've, I've tried to uh, follow that uh, little, uh, little tidbit as well. The other thing in our business, uh, again in the sales business, that I have seen happen, uh, uh, and it's, it's kind of interesting because we're in the hiring business as well, or in the people business. But the biggest mistake that, uh, and the biggest weakness that a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs have, as well as any business uh, uh, business owners, business uh, management, is there's an old uh, there's an old saying that uh, people are guilty of. Hiring, uh, uh, hiring quickly, and uh, or hiring too quickly, and firing uh, too slowly. Is, uh, I'm not saying that to exactly. Hiring, hiring quickly and firing, firing slowly is yeah. the biggest mistake. Is the biggest mistake. It's, it's, it's interesting. We did a management class yesterday, and we spent the entire three-hour class on on best practices of hiring from a sales perspective and building a what we call a search model, people with the right skills. Education, yes. Aptitudes, yes. Exactly. Attitudes, and that's uh, people can think we rehearse this, but uh, that was, <laughs> we we didn't do that. That's exactly uh, uh, exactly right. I, and and I've been uh, I've been subject to that as well. I think I think all of us we humans are are reluctant to uh, uh, get rid of people when uh, uh, when we when we all know it's something that needs to needs to happen. And 
And uh, I hate to see that, but uh, you need to know when to cut the cord. It's Alan. We always recommend, at least with sales and people, is you always tell them what they have to do to keep their job and tell them what, what they have to do to get fired. Yeah. If you say that up front at the it, beginning, it's it's a lot easier. They they essentially fire themselves is what it, what it is in, in some respects. It's easier that yeah. way. Yes, it certainly is. You certainly don't get as many bent feelings if they, if you say to hey, you've got to sell a million dollars worth of product this year, and you, the guy only turned in a half a million. Then you're uh, then you know where you, where you stand. It's not quite that easy in the uh, in the rest of the corporate world as it is in the sales, uh, but it's uh, it's never easy mm-hmm. to uh, uh, to make those kind of decisions. But but that that would be one of my uh, weaknesses earlier in my career is uh, hiring quickly and firing slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, on the interview, the first interview, you can interview Tom Cruise and you get Pee Wee Herman right, yeah. <laughs> just out of the commercial. I mean, that's that's, that's so right. true. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, again, it's ironic that 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 came up. But it, it just comes up because it's the truth. Um, in the in the world that you are in, recruiting, uh, do you ever have the problem that you got a candidate? in front of a prospective company. They love the guy, old lady. They give him a job offer. The guy takes the job offer, gets a counter offer from his existing employee when he resigns, and and they decide to stay with the existing employer. That's never happened for you, has it? Never, ever in my 27 years. No, I'm just joking there at all. But it, it happens very seldom. With us, uh, it, it it does happen a lot all the time. I will credit our well, you know on, on the employer on the employer side. If it's a B or C level employee, I'm never going to give them a counter offer. Right, right. But uh, but we we do run into it uh, uh, not often, but uh, uh, occasionally. Where but you don't lose any can- candidates accepting the new job. Uh, one or two in the uh, in, in surveys, but we we've been pretty good at it. And the reason the reason our our pretty good means very good on that. Pardon me. Pretty good means out of every ten times it happens, how many? Oh, you, you keep. Um, and I'd be surprised in the last five years whether it's even whether there have been ten counter offers mm. in, in ten times. Uh, but but it does it, it, with our candidates in, in our now. I think it happens a lot more outside of us. But what I what I was going to say is that with us, we we prepare candidates every step of the uh, every step along the road for uh, for what to expect in the interview, what to expect. Uh, again, the reason for us uh, getting together with the client companies ahead of time uh, before we even start our search is so we have an understanding of not just the the specs of the position. Uh, or, or getting some knowledge of the company, but we try to gain an understanding of the culture of the company. We try to gain an understanding of the uh, uh, the people with whom they're going to be working, with whom they're going to be speaking in those interviews. And so we so we get very well prepared for the interview, and then we also get them prepared to what to expect uh, uh, if an offer should come, and then we get them very well prepared for the counter offer. So so. Most of the people will recognize the perils in accepting a, a counteroffer. And that Why don't you uh, explain to the audience what the perils are in accepting it? Well, there, there are several little one-liners. I, 
uh, is you know if they offer you a, 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 a nice nicer sum of money, are you just getting your next raise in advance? Uh, the obvious peril, or maybe not obvious to everyone, but uh, one of the obvious perils is uh, you know when they do go into downsizing mode, uh, you are considered a a disloyal uh, employee because you were uh, you're ready to leave them anyway. So they're if they're debating on whether to let Susie go or to let Joe go, Joe's the one who uh, uh, accepted an offer and then, then you got him back. I'm probably going to go with Joe to let him go. So there's all kinds of different uh, different scenarios. Uh, also, it uh, you know word gets out in, in larger companies that uh, uh, that Joe would turn in his resignation, but then they tried to uh, hiring back. So all of a sudden, he's ostracizing himself for, from uh, uh, from the rest of the uh, his colleagues at that particular firm. Mm. And they make that wind of it. And exactly. Yeah. And then it causes all kinds of problems. And it also causes uh, problems for the company as well. I mean, when, when that happens, it's, it usually does not end well. And I usually see those those candidates who the very few times this happened to me during during my career, and I'm sure it's done. It, it's uh, it, those candidates I usually see back on my uh, uh, back on my doorstep, uh, saying, you know what, it, it did work out. Uh, you know, whether it's six months or another year down the road, it's uh, they're out looking for another position. Let's change gears here for a minute. Sure. The, in the last couple of minutes of the show, okay. Maybe you can tell our audience a great success story that you had in recruiting. Wow, that's a uh, there are companies that came back to you for multiple people would be successful. Yeah, we, they were happy. We've had a uh, uh, we've had several. I, I I think that in itself is a, is a is a great success story. Is that we've had a significant portion of our of our business is our, our repeat uh, customers. I think another total success story is the fact that I I cannot tell you how many times I and my colleagues have. Uh, Interviewed a candidate, and uh, thinking that you know there's very very slim chance that uh, this person is is going to be a, a candidate for any of the opportunities that we're we're representing at the time, and probably not in the future. Uh, where it turns out that there's uh, an opportunity, a unique opportunity pops up, and that person happens to be the right person for it, and uh, and we uh, are able to plug them in in there. We've had we've had several. Loyal companies. Uh, there's one company uh, actually out of Dayton, and, and I should let people know that we we work the entire tri-state. We actually we work nationally, but uh, we certainly have uh, coverage throughout the entire tri-state area. But we have a, a company based in Dayton that came to us through a relationship with with my partner, and they've been uh, our our all-time uh, came to us with a uh, type of position that wasn't in our directly in our, our, our bailiwick, if you will. We filled that position for us, and we, we, we've had about 20 other uh, successful uh, positions filled. Mm. Uh, I've often wondered what a bailiwick is, but that's, that's another whole show. <laughs> and uh, am I showing my age? Am I, <laughs> I <laughs> showing a different language? <laughs> uh, Greg, I, I do want to thank you for being on the show. A uh, copy of one of the newest Sandler books, the uh, 49 Sandler Rules book, uh, as a parting gift for being on the show. That's great. Read the book and 
If you want to know the other 300 rules, then you have to pick up the phone and call me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate you having me on, and I would uh, love to uh, any of your listeners that uh, want to have a conversation. As I start to say, we're we're every bit as much as career counselors as we are just uh, headhunters extraordinaire. So please, uh, uh, please feel free to have them call me and uh, or drop me an email. Be glad to uh, talk to anyone. Good, Scott. Why don't you uh, take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.